Hey, ladies. Hello. Hey. Welcome, everybody, back to the 2024 year of the Garden State Mamas. Uh, I am Lisa. I'm back with Amy and Val. Full house today uh, to bring in the new year. We hope everybody had a fantastic holiday season, uh, made it through everything is is grand we're in a new year got your planners and calendars ready to go um because we're going to take on 2024. today we're going to talk a little astrology from from val she's our our astrologist in house so we're going to talk a little bit about that um amy and i don't know much about astrology um but before we get into that we want to thank everybody for subscribing to the garden state mamas um, please continue to share the podcast, especially with this new year. Um, we've got a lot of exciting episodes coming up. We're definitely looking forward to doing another um, Did We Survive the Holidays? Uh, getting organized in 2024. Garden updates for 2024 as we get ready to head into the garden season. And we're also going to be doing an episode real soon on the sandwich generation because we're all kind of right in the middle of that where we're taking care of our older parents, but we're also raising young kids and trying to navigate both worlds all at the same time. Um, we're going to have a special guest jump on, someone I used to work with a long time ago, um, who's also in the middle of the sandwich generation. She's um, going to also bring up our second favorite topic, healthcare in the U.S., um, and her struggles of dealing with getting her dad um, signed up for Medicare and all the fun things that go along with that and how difficult that process is. Um, so definitely lots to look forward to in 2024. So we wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up now that we're done our break, we're rested, we're ready to party uh, on the podcast. Um, but let's get right into it because 2024, we're going to do a lot of just getting into these episodes and trying to make them uh, as entertaining and interesting as possible. If you have any questions about the astrology part, you can always message us after the episode. Um, you can put it in the episode notes that you see if you're a Spotify listener. Um, if not, you can always email us. Remember, our emails gardenstatemamas at gmail.com. And of course, you can always hit us up on the socials, Facebook and Instagram at gardenstatemamas. So, Val. Tell us how you got into astrology and how we are here today. <laughs> well, so glad you asked. <laughs> so um, I got into it really because of what my cousin um, was into it. And she would kind of always refer to things like, oh, that's because you're this or that's because they're that and bring up signs. And I was like, oh, what? Ha <laughs> ha. Um, let me look deeper because I'm not really getting it. And then I ended up getting a book. This was in probably 2009, 2010. And the book actually explained birth charts and explained what each sign was. So I got really interested in that because it was more than just like the horoscope. Oh, today you will find money on the ground. It's not like that. It's actually um, breaking apart different parts of your personality and your ego and who you are as a person and kind of giving you an explanation that... For me, I was searching for because I'm trying to understand myself, especially when I was 1920. Um, that was just like the beginning of that journey. So I felt like the astrology and looking into zodiac science kind of gave me a good, um, a, a different perspective on myself and others. Um, keeping in mind, it is nature versus nurture. Nothing is 100% accurate. And you kind of take everything with a grain of salt. Um, 
But really, I find it interesting because it, from my experience, is a nice little, like, it's like the ingredients to who we are. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then it makes this, and that explains why that person acts like that or why these things keep arising, you know? I think that's interesting, especially for people who are kind of in that trying to discover themselves. You know, I think a lot of us in this age group are, are really starting to do that where, you know, we're trying to break the habits of our younger days of being like, oh, I have to be what society tells me to be. Um, and now entering the phase of life where we're like, you know what, I don't think I care anymore, but I don't know who I am as a person. I've, I've lost that, especially with moms. You know, we mm -hmm. really feel like we've lost who we are. Um, and having maybe a little bit of guidance that, like you said, that book just gave you a little bit of the ingredients. That's right. really cool. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, um, that's what it is. It's really just kind of finding out things about your personality that maybe you never noticed yourself where it's like, it kind of connects. Like, for example, my son's sign is Aquarius and I've been known to be very distant and detached, like not emotional at all. And it's like, you know, at times I felt bad about that. And then I learned like, actually, according to this, you know, that is not uncommon and it's okay. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm allowed to be distant when I'm supposed to be close. No, it means I am aware that I tend to be distant and detached. So how can I focus? Because maybe that's not what I need right now. Sometimes I need it. I need to detach because I got to get work done. I got to do this, this and that. But sometimes I need to attach because this needs to be handled. So it's kind of like, it's not like you're this and that's just what it is. No, you're this. You tend to have these traits. You can work with them. You can work around them. You can try to terminate them. You, you know what I mean? If you have like, um, some signs you might be like greedy, work on that. It's, you know that you're greedy. You know what I mean? You don't have to make choices like that. You can work around that. So it's just, I feel like it's just a fun, entertaining way to kind of find out about yourself. Do you agree with it or not? Why or why not? And then that also helps you learn about yourself. It says that I'm like this, but when I consider this, I don't think it fits. It sounds you know? cool. Yeah. It's like it opens up the conversation to yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, it, and if you learn about yourself and others, it kind of helps you know how to approach others. Um, if this person tends to have like a sign where they're very sensitive and can be very emotional and closed off, well, let me think of how I'm going to approach that. You know what I mean? That's a beautiful way to look at it. That's Thank a really you. helpful way to, uh, deal with people, uh, and even yeah. people in your house. I mean, if you can learn little bits about them, the same way you're learning about yourself, um, you can prepare yourself. This might actually be a really good thing of like learning about your own kids mm -hmm. that would help in parenting certain ways. Like if you know that, you know, this, the sign of your kid is going to be a sensitive sign and they're showing those, right. those uh, personality traits, then you can prepare yourself for how you can parent that or work, work with that. Um, mm -hmm. So we're not shaming our kids out of their emotions. And there's stuff about that where it says like raising these kids with certain things like this type of child needs to have, needs to feel the independence, you know, that doesn't mean let them run around, do what they want. No, but how can I incorporate independence? You want to take a shower before dinner or after dinner? You're going to take it, but I'm giving you that independence to choose. Do you want it before or after? You know what I mean? Whereas someone might need the structure every single day. I take a shower after dinner. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. it's so I, interesting. Yeah. 
Um, like, I just love it. I've worked with people. I've worked with um, just always dealing with people and like facilities or like healthcare and just, I've always been interested in learning like how this person and this sign goes with this sign because you might know their birthdays and it's like, oh, the cancers over there hanging out with the Taurus. Mm-hmm. They get along. Let's look over here. And then, <laughs> I know it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah. I find it entertaining. I hope you guys do too. And Val's <laughs> going to give us some tips and tricks on like how to look up the important things when it comes to our signs. So we're not just Googling like the most broad topic possible when it comes to astrology. She's going to give us some like tips on how to actually do a, a solid search on what you're looking for. Um, and we will put in the show notes um, the websites that we use to get birth charts. And Val um, has some recommendations of some sites that she likes to to use just to get the information. But all right, Val, let's let's get started. First, what are your signs? And then you can go through my signs, and then we'll end with Amy's signs. Well, let's break down what each sign is. What is the okay. importance of them? So, for just in general, zodiac signs, the names all come from. Um, are named after a constellation that the sun annually moves through. So when you were born, when you look up your birth chart, it's going to tell you, it's going to ask where you were born, what time, and where? your location. Yeah, location, time, and I think that's it. And day. Day, time, location. Okay. Um, so when you were born, all the planets were in a certain constellation automatically right? They were already there. So your birth chart is just saying, this is where the sun was when you were born. This is where the moon was. This is where this was. Pluto, Mars, all that. That's where all that was when you came onto the earth, right? So that those are your ingredients that you were born with already. Um, so there's 12 zodiac signs. We have Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And they're all relevant to all the different planets, right? Those are the only options that you're going to have. So today we're gonna to go into the top three signs of our birth charts, cause we can only, like, I cannot go too deep into that stuff. That stuff's serious. So the top three signs, so the, the signs that probably mean the most in your everyday life, we'll say, um, are going to be your sun sign, which is where the sun was when you were born, right? Whether it was day or night, the sun was sitting somewhere in the sky. Um, your moon sign, wherever the moon was, and then your rising sign or your ascendant sign. Same thing. Okay. So the sun sign that represents the ego, the sense of self and your basic preferences or romantic, romantic compatibility. So your sun sign will be how you see yourself, right? My sun sign is Aquarius, but my moon sign is, is Aries. I feel like when I read the description, my personality fits the Aquarius, you know, I don't feel like if I was to explain myself, I fit the other signs that I have. So it'd be your sense of self, right? Who you see yourself as. The moon, it's going to be your, in regard to your emotions, your desires, and what goes on below the surface. So kind of how you handle things. So like I said, my Aquarius, typically aloof, fun, friendly, and all that. That's my sun sign. My moon sign is Aries. So like on the low, I might be really angry. <laughs> you know, I might be on some, I don't want to laugh. It's not like that right now. You know what I mean? That's the other side that not everybody sees. It's usually when I'm deep into myself or, and it could be good or bad, just your emotions. 
Um, and then the rising the or the ascendant sign is your social personality, your outward style, your motivation. So it'll be kind of how people see you. So my rising sign is Capricorn. They can come off very like stern and unapproachable. <laughs> and some people see me as that. And I'm like, what? Haha, I'm the, I'm the funny Aquarius. What do you mean? Or like, I am the Aries that kind of wants to fight. But I come off a certain way because of, you know, to certain people in a different style, I guess. Each sign represents something different. Um, so when you look up this for yourselves, you're going to type in, you could type in, what is my birth chart? Put in the information. Um, you could type in, what is my sun sign? What is my moon sign? Just go to Google and break it down like that. And then once you figure it out, you can type in like moon in Aquarius traits, moon in this traits or rising in this traits, and it'll kind of break it down. Um, so that's just, it's really not all that deep. It's just knowing what to look for, honestly. And then when you look it up, you can kind of go through it. Each sign uh, should be, I don't know, like a good mixture of you. You're not going to be 100% this or that. And like I said, it's nature versus nurture. Um, so do we want to get into you guys's? Yeah, sure. Because you looked yours up, right? I did. And as you said that, I don't know much about Virgos. I have no idea who they are or where they're at in the the circle of the astrology, but just looking at my sun and my rising. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you just said about the rising being uh, the social aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but okay. Let's, let's start with me. So my son uh, is in Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Um so from what I know of Capricorns, it's an earth sign, um, but we also have a tail, a fish tail or something, what, um, half goat, half fish. Or some, <laughs> some, some I honestly don't know because I, I, I'm so, I'm like a whole bunch of Capricorn, but I really don't know a whole lot about but I know the that certain aspects like, of it. I don't know. What does it look like? Yeah, I, I think but, it's like half goat, half fish. So, but sure. it's an earth sign. So I know it's an earth yes. sign. Um, so we tend to be grounded, we tend to be determined, we tend to be um, uh, driven. We're usually known for being maybe not successful, but we're known to be like workers. We're, right. We're driven. Goal oriented, we're, we're, um, yeah. ambitious. Um, yeah. Good reserved. That, that yep. kind of stuff. Um, my moon is in Virgo, so I'm going to have you say what that should mean because I, I don't know anything about Virgo. Well, the thing is also it's your moon in Virgo. So this will be referring right. to the emotional part of you, right? Right. Because if we read the sun in Virgo, it's going to tell us something different because it's going to highlight different parts of us. So your moon in Virgo, just a quick overview and guys listening, you can look it up as we go, you know, um, and find what fits you. But for moon in Virgo, they're known for intellect. They have a curious mind. Um, they're known for their intuition and humanitarians, which knowing you, I don't feel like that is too far off. Um, I do start a podcast <laughs> to help other moms. So yeah, and it that kind of fits. Virgo moons improve others when they feel imperfect or no, X that out. Virgo <laughs> moons improve themselves when they feel imperfect and Capricorn suns will shut others out when they feel unsteady. Yeah, yeah. I could see I that in, in, 
I am number one for being in a fight with my husband and completely shutting down, turning into a robot and just going to a different room and not speaking. Like definitely if I'm unsteady, it's a complete shutdown. It's, I need some time. So right. yep, that fits. Um, the moon or the, the Virgo definitely fits. Um, I feel like there is definitely a humanitarian side to me. I Which is not a Capricorn thing, might I add, because they're kind of known for being a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and that, then, that, that's where the balance is, right. you know? Um, and then my rising is in Leo. And after you said that's the social aspect. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you um, read a little bit about... So that in Leo, so you're rising in Leo. Yes, your social personality, your motivations or your outward style that um, you're known for working well with others, working well with money and being driven to lead and financially responsible. I don't know about the financially responsible part all the time. Um, I'm getting better at that. Um, but when I think of Leo, I think of the like confident sign. The flashy the- and that would be like like the sun. I when I picture any sign, honestly, I picture the sun version of it, the personality okay. sign of that. You know, and that's why we can be so far off sometimes, because it's not going to fit. You know, whatever planet it is. But I definitely feel like when I think of Leos and I think of um, their confidence, I wouldn't. I I don't think I have swagger, but I definitely feel like there are times that I exude a confidence that I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Um, maybe that's where it comes say, from. The line yeah, just comes out of you and you're like, it wow. comes out. It's my rising. Um, I, well, I once had a, a roommate say to me, um, uh, cause I showed up to a bar all by myself one night. Um, and she said, if you go in there, you need to go in there. Like you own that place. And I think I've turned that into just life. Like mm-hmm. when I walk into a place, I walk in like I own it. If I walk you know, interview the, you know, when I was dealing with the business and stuff like that, if I'm walking into a place, I'm walking in like I own it. That sounds Leo-y. It is. It does. But it's not something that naturally came to me. It was definitely a thing that I had to pull out of myself. Right. To get that. Um, but now that I know that I have Leo in my social side of things that kind of makes more sense there you go <laughs> but maybe i didn't pull it out of thin air that i actually it was did. there you had to tap right. into it exactly i had yeah. to find that within me um, and so it, that's it, really it, cool it is and i feel like all through life we learn different versions of ourselves because i can you know like i started this stuff in what 2009 2010 but I don't feel like I know myself any better. I have so much more to learn. That was like just tapping in at like the millions of things that we're going to learn about ourselves through our time. Absolutely. And this is just, you know, like you said, it's the ingredients and it's, I can pick times in my life where like the Leo came out. That didn't come out until I was, until well into college, if not after college, it was, that was not a personality trait that was around when I was younger. I definitely was not like that before. Right. Um, I would put myself more on that reserve side and stuff. But when you learn more about yourself, 
you learn how to pick the best and the worst. I mean, doesn't, like you said, it's not always good. It can be bad. Right. But when you have kind of like a, a guide to right. what you are, it kind of helps a little bit. And kind of gives yourself a little bit of grace because it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not crazy. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know? Or when you read like, oh, like you said, Capricorns can be selfish. And I was like, I don't see myself as selfish. Like, I don't think I've ever really been selfish. I don't think I ever had the opportunity to be very selfish. Um, but having that Virgo opposite is kind of like, oh, well, maybe those just balanced each other out. Well, and I feel like with Capricorn, I don't feel like selfish is the best word. I feel like self-absorbed is because sometimes it's easy and I've witnessed it just with so many and that just for some reason, I know way too many people's birthdays. Okay. Strangers, <laughs> coworkers, old coworkers. Like I know so many. So it's really, I get insight into like all the different versions of this sign. And I feel like self-absorbed is best because it's not like I care more about myself than you, but like. Maybe I'm looking at it from my perspective and not considering yours. I'm kind of a like into my own okay. tunnel, my own vision, not considering other people, not as if, not not to be malicious. You know what I mean? But Capricorns, I feel like they are not always the most open to seeing things in a different way because they're very tunnel vision. And then when you mention it, they might be like, well, it has to be logical, it has to make sense. And they'll be like, <laughs> okay. Okay, I think I get it now. It's not like I'm gonna get myself an ice cream and I don't give a shit what you have. <laughs> you know, like it's not like it's not like that. That's okay. my tidbit. And I could say that because I'm part Capricorn. So I can <laughs> say it. <laughs> well, it'll just give me something to read more about, you know. Right. If I'm trying to to figure out maybe where a personality trait is coming from. Um, maybe I can pinpoint it to which one. So um Amy, let's look at your signs next. Amy. I have no idea where to start. (laughs) Well, I have yours. Do you want me to? Please. Because as far as I know, I'm a Taurus. But then at some point in college, someone told me that I am not because of like the astronomers of different ages were mixing up the signs and they were a few days off so when is your birthday that's my take i was either a taurus or an aries i'm on the cusp okay. of it depending on which what is, version of the charts you use what is it what's the actual day may 2nd you're a girl you're a taurus that's I, what you are i identify no. with taurus but i've been and told you know by that's... other people i'm an aries not at all. If anything, you'd be closer to the Gemini side. So they are fired. We're treating <laughs> you like a Taurus. Okay. And I, on paper, you and I are not necessarily compatible. However, I love Tauruses. So I guess I just like really challenging, but so sweet. So, so, so sweet people, you know? No, just kidding. Okay. So your sun is Taurus, from what I understand. Your moon is Aquarius. Your rising is Gemini. So what does all that mean for me? (laughs) That means... So for your sun, that's your ego, that's your sense of self, right? All right. Basic preferences. Um, So for that, Tauruses are typically known to be reliable, loyal, dependable, sensual, and stubborn. 
Um, Tauruses actually are known to be like the sensory masters of the zodiac. So you guys probably know what tastes good, what smells good, what feels good, and what looks good. And whatever all the senses, you guys are known to just be, I don't know, very in touch with that. Whereas like Geminis are the communicators of the zodiac. You guys are like the sensual people. Or not. I don't know. That's just what typically the sun in Taurus is, right? So then the moon you're, is in Aquarius. That's your emotions, your desires, what goes on below the surface. Moon in Aqu Aquarius people usually um, are associated with innovation and independence and intellectualism. You care for others and you come to logical conclusions. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I would say I come to creative solutions and that, but creativity is Aquarius. They are, that makes sense. And innovation, you know, that's being innovative. True. I used to solve a lot of problems at work with, you know, angry customers. That is my, my strong suit. <laughs> I can totally I, relate. I could simmer down any pot. <laughs> that's awesome. And like the world needs people like that. Cause there's so many people that are, that need to simmer down. Yes, unless they live in my house, and then I fire them up, unfortunately. <laughs> That's different. It's fair game in your house, though. Now, your rising, so that's your social personality, your motivations, your outward style. Um, rising in Gemini, people are known to be energetic, fun-loving, curious, and see the world as a place to learn. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That sounds about right. Do you feel like it's um, a balance or like a mixture of those? I think it's definitely a mixture. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I'm not mom tired, I am very curious and excited about the world. People watching is one of my favorite things. Me too. And then I come up with like, I used to, I love to people watch and then write stories. So That's awesome. Just like seeing the world through other people's eyes for a minute. I find it so fascinating. Amy, you're so deep. <laughs> Not deep at all. <laughs> I feel you. I'm totally, look, look. I don't Sit me on a porch with you. We can watch people all day long. I'm so serious. <laughs> I love it. I mean, even like I just moved recently and I'm learning so much about the person who lived here before. And I have so many stories in my head about who this person was and what they went through, even though I only met him for half a second. But I do that with other people. So, yeah, I think this is, this is pretty accurate. And like you said, even if you don't, if people listening are like, ah, you know, horoscopes, whatever, you're right. Like, it's a way of pulling yourself out and examining your world around you in a different way. Right. And I think it's also cool, like, so this type of stuff I feel like is a good activity with maybe your significant other. If they're interested oh, in stuff like that, because you guys can learn about each other. Um, what's funny is my my partner, who I'm with now since since I got that book, he read the book too when we met and woke me up one night and was like, "I understand you." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I get it. I I get it." And he's like, "You want to have this, 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 and this." And and he like read basically all the ingredients and was like. It like clicked, like, oh, I, I get why you do these things, or I get it, 
just how I was at the time, which sounds so cheesy, but like adorable. It's and it's it's fun because you know what? I know all of his signs and it's like I can um, it just helps you kind of know how to deal with them. Kind of like the five love languages, stuff like that. It's just a way to try to connect with somebody else. It could be fun. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, you are like that. Or huh? no, I'm not like, you know, it's <laughs> it could be a good activity with your spouse or your friends, who, whoever. And then you can go deeper into like, well, you know, the compatibility between like, for example, your moon is in Aquarius. My son is in Aquarius. So naturally, they would say that we would connect. Maybe good or bad. Like, we might be a Bonnie and Clyde, right? We could also, we could be great or we could be, like, terrible together, but we would click hmm. naturally because of that. Um, so it's also, it's just cool to do for yourself. Include other people. As a parent, you can say, like, uh, things to look for with Pisces son kid. Things to do with my Aries child. Like, what helps them further develop according to the stars? Now, if you're looking for your child, are you looking for how they see themselves? Or would you be looking more on the moon side or, yeah, for the relationship side? Like, if you're like. That's a good question. What I did, well, you could do whatever, obviously, whatever you're interested in. But for me, with my kids, I did their birth charts. And then I just look at the top three stuff. Um, and then um, I found things just like you can go on Pinterest. You can go anywhere and just see, you know, I, my daughter's moon is in Scorpio. Scorpios have their own reputation, but her son is in Pisces. So she's got a lot of emotions in her sign. So I looked it all up to just kind of see what, where does, what does she think of herself or how does she view these things? Obviously, it's not 100%, like I said, but you could just look into their chart, check out their top three, you know? And then sometimes it might make sense why, like, with older kids, why don't you click? Right. Well, this your child likes structure, and you're very free-flowing. Obviously, there's going to be some type of issue because you're just being yourself who doesn't have structure, but they don't thrive because they need this. they need structure to thrive. And it's like... It's taking things less personal, kind of, and just looking at it as a whole. Like, you're not being complicated. You need this, and I'm providing this, or vice versa. Hmm. Yeah. I think I've already seen that sometimes. I'm more need structure. Yeah. I have to do the same things at the same time, or I'll forget to do things, or, um, you know, I skip a step in whatever is something I do every single day. But if I don't do it the same way every single time, I'll forget something. Um, but I don't think my kid works that way. So to no, me, he's an Aquarius. He needs to he needs to roam, and he need let him just bounce wherever in his brain. You know to yeah, and it would be great for you to see raising an Aquarius child. You know yeah. No, because it's definitely like I'm looking at the clock each morning. I'm like, all right, it's 815. You have to get dressed. All right, it's 824. You need to brush your teeth. All right, it's 826. You need to be putting your shoes on. It's like I'm like to the minute of like this is what we need to be doing at right. this time. And it creates a lot of conflict between the two of us. So maybe you can make it like that, but you have to. It sounds bad, but they don't hear us. They can't hear us right now, right? Mm -hmm. Just mask it so that, so that he feels like it's. Working well, in his yeah, maybe I yeah. should just like have the toothpaste on the toothbrush and just be like, hey, before you leave, you need to brush your teeth. 
before we do this, I do that all the time. Before this time or before we do this, you have to get this done. And then it's like, you may only have 20 minutes, but you could do it in the first five minutes of the 20 minutes or the last five minutes. And it works better sometimes. They need the forecast. Same with elderly. Elderly people, just like children. Same exact thing. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, yeah. I feel like they might be a little bit more complicated, honestly. <laughs> For real, because they know so much. And it's like, oh my God. Now I'm going to look this up so that I can figure out. I mean, my, my kids are night and day. It's it's crazy how you could have. What are their signs? Um, I don't birthdays. Know. What are their birthdays? February 1st. <gasps> That's mine. Aquarius. So Langston Hughes' birthday also. Famous poet. And Polly Shore. Who's, what's the other ba- kids? <laughs> <laughs> March 5th. March 5th and a Pisces. Okay. Yeah, they're very different. I could see that. Pisces is probably a little more sensitive, but very imaginative and creative. The Aquarius is probably like, they're known as children to be very rebellious, but it's really because they just don't want to be told what to do. They just want to live their life. Yeah. They don't <laughs> want to be told. No. No. Right. I I feel them. So, yeah. Oh, this is great. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to be Googling all night how to raise my kids. Yeah. Just things to be more signs and through their sun sign or through their moon sign. I would do typically sun sign. I would do typically most stuff goes off of sun, but maybe like for the emotional part, like why is my kid so crying all the damn time? I don't know. They're probably a cancer. No offense. <laughs> no offense. I'm just saying. That is so crazy. It is crazy. It's it crazy is when it's crazy. true and you're just like, wow, that's too spot on. And that's why a lot of people say like, oh, you know, it's just BS. And I'm not saying put your faith all into this and like all of your life decisions. No, but you're reading a bunch of shit online anyway. Read something that might mm-hmm. help you gain perspective <laughs> or like grow in a different way. You know, sometimes dealing with somebody really challenging, reading this might actually make it make a lot more sense. Right. Coworkers, you can look into all of that. Or a lot of the reason why we had, or we even thought about having this discussion is because Value had posted at the end of the year, um, kind of like a breakdown of like each sign and like what their year was for them. Right. And mine, which was a year that, I was not expecting the things that happened that to happen, obviously, um, getting pregnant, but also like the closing of my business. And so, um, my 2023 for a Capricorns was like, there was big changes and you've made it through and you're going to see what go, like, you're not set for 2024. You don't know what's coming, but like your 2023 was closing of doors and like the opening of chapters for 2024. And I was like, wow, like that was like, like scary close. Yeah. I was just like, that's so weird because, you know, I don't know any other like Capricorns who went through so much, but the fact that that was so spot on for something that was not planned was not in the cards in 2023. If you had asked me last year in January, if I thought I would be closing a business and getting pregnant, I would have been like, no, I'm starting a podcast and just seeing where things go. Um, yeah. and talk about my garden. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm just starting this thing because I think other moms need to hear other moms talk about their lives. And that's all I'm focusing on right now. Um, so the fact that it caught, like it was able to even get that closing of doors and opening of, of other things, I was like, huh, for someone who I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I ever read a horoscope, but um, for someone who doesn't really pay that much attention to this kind of stuff, I was just like, that was really spot on. Um, so I don't know if there's other Capricorns out there who are listening, if you had some crazy doors closed and crazy doors opening for uh, 2023 into 2024, we'd love to hear about them. Well, I can't find that list to see what else I is might- happening. I think I might have it, but, and also a lot of people be like, well, that could fit anybody. I know what you're saying and I know kind of your life, you know, somewhat. And I know several Capricorns, so I can actually put that directly towards certain people and events in their life throughout the year. But it's important to mention that yours said that. I read all of them because I'm weird and (laughs) they all don't say that. Like, yeah, anybody, yes, doors close and open, of course everybody's life did that, but it's like this, it's specializing in you and your specific situation. So I'm going to see if I can get some, some others. I'm sorry. I have so many things saved, but it's different for everybody. Yeah. It was just, um, how like specific it was too. And I know obviously it's going to fit some people and it's not going to fit other people. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that I was like, that was oddly specific and fit but yeah so that's kind of what started i knew val was always really kind of into this at least the last few years that you've been into it so um we thought that maybe learning what our sun moon and rising signs are might help us prepare more for 2024 especially if you're doing some soul searching and trying to figure out who you are this might be a great starting point I know a lot of people are getting into those like bullet journals and things like that, especially at the beginning of the year, start resolutions and that kind of stuff. I'm not a resolution starter. I, I don't see the new year as, as a time to do the resolution thing. Talking about like people who start like working out in January and stuff like that. And I was like, January is the like last month I would want to start working out. It's dark. It's cold. The last thing I want to do is put on those barely there workout clothes uh, and then go somewhere and work out and get sweaty and then have to leave in the cold and the dark. And January is not that time for me. I feel like that's more of a March or April um, activity to like start getting in shape during the spring. And I don't like <laughs> the pressure. Well, Everyone's yes, the pressure. like, what's your new year's resolution? And you know, they all want to get fit, eat healthy. And it's like, all right, well, that's a lot of pressure. And I will just crash into the ground trying to keep up with everybody, you know, and their Fitbits and their step counts and all that. Well, Amy, you're a Taurus, okay? So you're going to have to handle these things the way a Taurus would. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm with you. I feel like the pressure, it's like, in some cultures, the new year, new you part really isn't until spring, when things start blooming and becoming new. (laughs) New growth. Yes. New beginnings. Oh, here it is. I finally found it. 
So it was reflecting on 2023. Uh, so Capricorn, the things that used to satisfy you and make you feel good were not really fulfilling and you had to dig deeper. As soon as I read that, I was like, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that was a big part of why I ended up closing the business is that I was starting to lose that passion for that business. And I was starting to lose the passion for the community that that business brought me into. And I feel like there's a lot of work that needs to be done with that community. And by me losing my passion for it, I was going to not be able to help. Here's that humanitarian side. I wouldn't have been a good enough helper for them in the mindset I was right. in because I was losing the passion of it. That sounds wise. Yeah. Um, you had to reconnect with the child within you and see what's missing, what's screaming inside of you. This was a definite because I had stopped kind of focusing on the future of what I wanted to do. I guess I was starting to get a little complacent about like, oh, I'll just let things take me where they're going to take me. There's a part of me that still wants to make a difference. And like being just a stay-at-home mom and deciding to be just a stay-at-home mom isn't going to be enough for me. And I know that. Um, and I knew that there were steps that would have to be taken to get beyond that. Um, and part of that is either getting into politics or getting into um, just something that I can make a difference, whether it's this podcast, like exploding and becoming something huge, who knows? But I knew that I needed to look inside and start doing things to prepare me for the future. Well, see now with the one people saying one size fits all with the horoscopes, Everything you just said, you've been saying to me all year. Yeah. Not just now after reading your horoscope. Those are like very, very specific conversations that you and I had throughout the year where you were like, this business is not what I wanted it to be. It's not going in the direction I want it to go. I'm, I want to pull away. Just everything you just said is spot on and not horoscope induced yeah and then it says you had to get up and fight and you learn different methods and different ways you found a peaceful way a way of the peaceful warrior and this method will stick with you for quite some time you had a lot of time to reevaluate who you are to deeply and profoundly observe yourself the podcast did that i mean i have to listen to myself every week um <laughs> and you know see how many times i say you know in a, in a day but yes the podcast totally did that uh, which didn't start until 2023 uh and you mastered yourself to a certain degree and you will see where this mastery is taking you further in 2024 so in 2024 i applied for the board of ed in my town um so taking that step towards the the politics to see if that's somewhere i want to go um but also I felt like I had to fight. I had to fight for not doing something I wasn't going to be happy with. Like I had to fight the urge of just sticking with it and getting through it or just doing one more year. Or like I had to fight with myself of like following the rules versus like I can break a contract, you know. Yes, there's monetary value, value to that, but I can break a contract. Because, you have options. You're not right. stuck, yeah. which it's easy to feel stuck. Yeah. And it's easy to be complacent. And that was something that was happening. And I had to fight with myself to stop that. 
And so, yeah, I think that came across as something that I was like, wow, that was really spot on for someone who doesn't really pay attention to this kind of stuff. So thanks, Val, for sharing that. You're, you're very welcome. So we're coming up on the hour mark. I wanted to do a quick just recap of if we're watching or reading anything, that kind of thing. See if our listeners prefer this at the end of the episode or at the beginning of the episode. Um, so just real quick, Val uh, recommended The Fall of the House of Usher. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I is did. That, is that the full? I think that's the full title. Anyway, yeah. it's an effed up show. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your life. But it's effed up. And I actually can't really watch it watch it it's one of those shows that has a lot of like jump scare or at least like suspense and jump scare very suspense so i have to be like look i'm not doing anything like i'm just blindly scrolling on my phone and listening and then i know like the parts that i can like look up and watch and then i'll go back to scrolling when i hear the cat jumping out at the person and stuff and i'm like first of all how you gonna poor black cat always getting a bad rap but yeah so that show i'm in the middle of val recommended it it's scares the bejesus out of me and it's probably not a show i would have normally watched well actually i wouldn't have watched it um until you recommended it but it's good once you start it you gotta go you gotta keep going i'm still not watching it i'll stay awake at night (laughs) look i'm telling you such a baby please the lady's face in there, and if anybody has watched it, they know who I'm talking about. She pops up in my head at least weekly. I swear to you. Certain things happen, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I know damn well she would be here for that. You know, because it's like, it's almost, it's just so crazy. And it's kind of based off Belle's of like looking that. Over her shoulder. Huh? So Belle's looking over her shoulder. I'm cutting, look, it just, it is so freaky it is just so freaky it's going to make you question your more your morals other people's morals what do you believe i just love stuff like that and it does it in such a suspenseful way i i don't know what i forget who made it so it's not going to help but they're known for other stuff and it's like they are great writers so kudos to whoever i'm trying to say lisa who is it up yeah. I'm, I'm the Capricorn is going to fix it. Please tell me what I'm talking about. <laughs> she wants to swoop in and save you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Mark Hamill is in it. I didn't even remember. Oh, yeah, it is him. Shows how much. Well, Edgar Allan Poe is the author of the short story, The Fall of the House of Usher. Right. So it's based. Is it? Oh, I don't know if it's based fully off of that, but that is definitely um where it came from like the right and they horror used- drama television miniseries yes mike flanagan is the creator what else has he made um mike flanagan uh has done absentia oculus hush before i wake up ouija origin of evil Gerald's Game, Doctor Sleep. Gerald's Game. Okay, That's Gerald's what it was. That I knew. 2017. Yeah. And then he also did The Haunting, The Haunting of Hill House. Um, what yeah. is his name? Mike Flanagan. So FYI, 
just one of my fun hobbies is I like to look up birthdays of celebrities also. So I have them all um, in my head for no reason. Mike Flanagan, he's a Taurus. So continue. <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> that show is what I'm watching. I'm reading The Court of Silver and Flames, which is like 800 pages long. It's a massive book I got from the library. Um, I'm halfway through that. It's like the fifth book in that series. Uh, this one, I would say, would qualify under the should probably not be for young adults. Uh, spice level has been kicked up a notch in this book. In this book, I don't understand why the second book was banned. I didn't think that that was smutty at all. But this fifth book is really starting to ramp up this month. But that's all I got going on. Um, so I take Val's recommendation on the house or the fall of the house of Usher mm -hmm. as you will. But if you don't like things jumping out at you, don't watch it at night. And if you do watch it at night, I highly suggest the YouTuber, uh, Cecilia. She's a woman who lives in Svalbard, which is the Longbeern, which is the town that's pretty much as close to the North pole as you can get. Um, and they're currently in Polar Night, and she's got a very cozy and relaxing house, and I love her house, and I want my house to be as cozy and relaxing as her house. So I had to turn that on after watching the episodes of The Usher because I needed to cleanse yeah. my eyeballs. Yeah, you right. can't immediately go to bed after something made me like watch. that. I'm sorry. So <laughs> and didn't we have a show we'll about the things that I've made people watch? Leprechaun. Yeah. No. Aim, are you watching anything, reading anything? I know you found a book of poems um, recently, so. So, you know, my house is a disaster. And so I'm just constantly moving and driving my husband crazy because I keep moving the furniture. So I moved this bookshelf for the third time, which required me to empty it because it's heavy. And I was so tired. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh, this poetry book. I love this poetry book. So I stopped everything I was doing in this mess and opened it up to a random page and read a poem. It's a book of like a collection of all different writers. And I'm just going to read it to you. Um, yeah. The poem's called I Stop Writing the Poem by Tess Gallagher. And I stop writing the poem to fold the clothes. No matter who lives or dies, I'm still a woman. I'll always have plenty to do. I bring the arms of his shirt together. Nothing can stop our tenderness. I'll get back to the poem. I'll get back to being a woman. But for now, there's a shirt. A giant shirt in my hands. And somewhere, a small girl standing next to her mother, watching to see how it's done. Are you telling me... That I effing was at the end of that. my day and I was like, I've done nothing but clean and organize and move other people's shit around <laughs> and I love my family, but sometimes this is what your life feels like as a mom. Yep. Yeah. And I like my eyes filled with tears after I read this and I was like, What am I doing? <laughs> I'm with you. We're surviving. Right? Like, that's what moms do. Mm -hmm. We're just like, I was going to do that thing. 
and then other people needed stuff. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, I wrote, I started writing a book about four years ago. It's 12,000 words in, and I stopped writing it because I just had other things happen in life, and I just never got back into it. And <laughs> recently Google was yelling at me because I had no storage left. And the book saved on my Google Drive, which is probably really stupid. <laughs> so I started frantically deleting stuff because I want to upload photos from a wedding. It's really, really stupid. And as I'm like group deleting things, I fucking deleted my whole book. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I dropped the F-bomb. Mike undid it. My husband undid it because he's a saint. He's... And I was panicking. I was sweating. <laughs> I was like, so what that, that sounds like then the book holds a lot of value. It holds so much value. It's 12,000 words. You'll probably <laughs> go back to it. Or you intend to. It's been at least you've added 2000 words since the last time we talked about the book. So you, you are adding to it. It's, it's very slow and I always put myself last. So I'm like, Damn it. I'm going to write this book, whether it's just for me or my kids or like, yeah, the two of you. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to finish the damn book. Finish the damn book. It's 2024. Just finish the damn book. Yeah. Val, you got anything that you're watching or? So I am watching, I don't know if you guys have heard of Power. Nope. All right. Well, there's. Show it started off with power. There's a bunch of <clears throat> series that broke off of it. I'm now watching Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan. It's a show with 50 Cent. He's like the mm-hmm. um, the narrator. I've actually seen that like advertised. It, yeah, you've probably I've put it on my Facebook because I love it. So I'm watching that, but I feel like the last episode I watched was the last episode of the season. So I'm a little bit sad because I didn't indulge in it. But I don't know yet, and I could look it up, but I don't know yet. Okay, because I tried to watch it this week and it wasn't there. So that's it. Now, I'm really excited because I ordered a bunch of books. I had a Barnes & Noble gift card. So mm-hmm. I ordered a bunch of books for myself. Good. For me. Nice. Uh-huh. With my gift cards because usually I'll be like, oh, I got the kids something. I got something for myself. I got actually several of them. One of the books that I got is called The Rape of the Mind. And I'm really excited for that because it talks about, like, thought control, um, mind control, different coercion, and the way that people can kind of get their mind raped. Like, you can completely think something totally false about yourself, about others, about the world, and everything that you think is your reality. So I find it interesting. It's going to be interesting to me to learn their experiences with that. I think it's like a therapist that worked with different um, clients and they talk about like brainwashing and all that. Um, probably going to make me mad because when you think about it, um, we deal with it every day in society, you know, and then even the people that we come in contact with, they could be a part of it too. It's so easy for people to be dismissive or manipulative mm-hmm. or gaslight you. And it's like, Oh, once it, once I learn more and more, I'm be like, did they just say that? Don't listen. You know, like, right. I'm just walking around. I'm going to be that lady in the house of Usher that's like, hey, don't listen to them. Oh, they're brainwashing you. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and it might help me recognize stuff in my own life and in my own interactions. So I'm excited for that. Um, the Rape of the Mind, and that is by Juiced Mirlu. That sounds interesting. All right. Well, um, I think we'll also have some episodes coming up of things that we're going to be reading and, and stuff like that. I've got book club books to share. I also get a gift card to Barnes & Noble, so I'll have to do that. I also got Book of the Month uh subscription mm-hmm. from my husband for my birthday so i'm looking forward to doing that although i feel like there's a lot of pressure because i have to pick a book and i'm not ready for that so yeah. i haven't signed up for it quite yet um but we thank everybody for coming back uh welcome to 2024 with us we hope this year is going to be a fantastic year of awesome podcasts and awesome guests and awesome conversations and again we're here so that nobody feels alone in this lovely world that we're in. Stay tuned and we'll check you on the next one. Bye. Peace. Bye.